Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the English with Grace podcast. This is a centralized hub for students, teachers, and English language learners to practice their English and listen to the differing opinions of other English speakers. The content and focus of this podcast will vary, and my goal is to introduce listeners to a variety of perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences as we discuss topics that are also presented in my English with Grace conversation classes. So I'm very excited to have you here. I hope you enjoy this discussion. And of course, like and subscribe if you like it. And I look forward to seeing you in some of our upcoming conversation classes. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the English with Grace podcast. Today, I have finally gotten one of my dearest friends on the show. <laughs> and first, I'm gonna... <laughs> she's going to sing a song really quickly. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, Alex is going to love that. Um, Emily, first, can you introduce yourself? What is your name? Where do you call home? And then anything else that you'd like to share for an introduction? Sure. Hello, everybody. My name is Emily, and I am currently residing in Washington, D.C. Uh, I'm a student in graduate school. And but I'm from the great state of Minnesota. Uh, was just there a couple weeks ago visiting family, which is very relevant to our topic today. Mm -hmm. And um, I know Grace. We met when we were teaching English in Spain, and it was a a a meet cute. It was fate. It was all of the things uh, we were not supposed to meet per our circumstance, and yet we did. Oh, wow. So eloquently <laughs> said. Okay, first of all, what do you mean we weren't supposed to meet? Well, I mean, we weren't, we weren't in the same town, like, oh, right. randomly, I think I randomly eavesdropped on your conversation and then invited <laughs> myself out with you, like, I, red flags, I think, red flags. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was a stalker. <laughs> uh, which is perfect. <laughs> Uh, because today we're going to talk about friends and family, and I want you to share your experience with. First of all, describe your best friend. Well, she I'm is joking. <laughs> First of all, she's beautiful inside and out. Okay, I would never actually make you describe your best friend because I think you have many. I do have a lot of really good friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we'll we'll jump in. Otherwise, you and I are going to get distracted. But. <laughs> Um, I invited Emily to discuss the topic friends and family. And my first question, Emily, are friends more important than family? What do you think? Oh, I just, I, I don't know if I can say that one is more important than the other necessarily. I think they each serve their own purpose. Um, and I also think that they can become friends can become family and family can become friends as well. So I'm not, uh, basically I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just took a drink of coffee. I think I, it came out my nose. <laughs> that's my wishy-washy response to that question. <laughs> okay. Not actually what I thought you were going to say, because I feel like since I've met you, you've been very, very adamant about making sure that I know that friends are family. 
and yeah. we go to Thanksgivings together. Yeah. Bethany, Emily's mother, invited me over for Easter. Yeah. <laughs> You're upset that you haven't met my parents. No, that they haven't met me. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Um, so I was I was thinking you were going to maybe say a little bit more about that, but we'll move on to the next question. <laughs> I mean, I can elaborate more, but I don't know. I just I don't think that I I think that there have been times in my life where I've thought that friends are more important than family mm-hmm. and that and vice versa. Actually, that's not true. I think I've mostly always thought friends are more important than family. But now I would say that they're equal. OK, OK, really important. And I think this also depends on your family. Uh, I think as I've gotten older, and we can talk more about this, but as I've gotten older, I've realized, yes, they serve their different purposes, but they don't have to. Like, you can make your friends part of your family. And if you don't get along with your family, it's not your job to make sure that you're close with them, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think when excuse me, when I was younger, um, I had, I didn't get along with my family as well. Mm-hmm. And so that was when friends really were really important and kind of served as my family. And now it's kind of evolved into this beautiful thing where I have, I'm really close with my family and also mm-hmm. really close with my friends. And Throughout my life, I my family has always prioritized getting to know my friends. And so now it's this really cool, big family where I like dream. I'm very far from any type of marriage or anything like that. But if that doesn't happen, I'm just going to have a big party one day. And everyone has to be there and <laughs> mingle together because that's what's going to make me happy. All my friends, all my family. And they're, you know, there's going to be forced interaction amongst everybody and I'll just watch (laughs) this is actually my heart will be full (laughs) speaking from experience nothing brings Emily Young more joy than when her friends become friends exactly Mm -hmm. it's it's so great to know you (laughs) I just like to you know connection there's nothing more important than that in my connection is key okay in the interest of time, I'm going to move on to the next question, but I'm sure we'll come back mm-hmm. to some of these topics. So do you prefer to have many friends or just a few really close ones? I am the many friend person. I, I don't think that there's ever my biggest pet peeve is when people say I have enough friends. Who has enough oh, friends? Gross. I'm sorry. What kind of monster are you? <laughs> You have enough friends. Scott Cable. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God. (laughs) So like, you know, I don't think you can ever have enough friends because every friend has their, their strengths and the things that you go to to talk to them about, you turn to them for different things. They have different experiences. Um, So when you are having a similar one or need advice, you you have a, a myriad of people to to talk to and get different perspectives from. So I'm all about having lots of friends. Although I will say I'm not the kind of person that has lots of friends. I mean, obviously I'm closer to some than others and that just depends on the seasons of life or, you know, whatever's going on in everybody's own 
lives and realities. But Mm -hmm. um, I would say that a lot of my relationships are, I would consider them close, even though Mm -hmm. I have a lot of them, but I put a lot of energy into that. So. Yeah. And you and I've talked about this, the energy, it's a two way street, right? Like some people come and go like different stages of your life, but the ones that I'm so close with, it's both people putting in the effort and not just you or not just them constantly trying to make an effort. Yeah. And I think that that's, what's so beautiful about friendship is that it is, it is a two way street. Mm -hmm. Whereas with family. Yep. I think a lot of the time we make this excuse of, well, they're family, so I don't have to expect the same kind of treatment from them as I would a friend. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, that's complete bull. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> Can you explain to my listeners what bull is? <laughs> oh, listeners, I was trying not to say, I have a naughty mouth. <laughs> so I was trying not to say a swear word. Bull crap um, okay. or... I don't know how do you explain that it's completely not true it's completely yeah what are some other synonyms for the s word the s word no i just wanted to make sure they understood that it comes from the expression bull crap if you want yeah. to be more explicit say mm-hmm. the s word um and the animal the bull <laughs> yeah uh it's an interesting Why? expression but you're using it to say that it's something that you don't agree with or don't believe yeah. in. And it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, I, I forget which episode this was, but we talked about different animals uh, and how you can use that expression. Oh, well, did like, you talk about the bull? <laughs> well, yeah, bull, bat, uh-huh. dog, like they all have different meanings. You just I'll, need to add an animal and then the S word. Yes. It doesn't matter what. <laughs> in English I also really love that we're both so scared to say the s word I'm not really sure how I feel about it I mean it's your podcast if I'm allowed to say it it's like on Jimmy Fallon you can't say the f word but oh people, I didn't know that if I went on I would totally say the f word <laughs> Jimmy don't invite her on your on your show I know that I'm top of your list Jimbo <laughs> I really hope this gets to Jimmy Fallon and he has to call Emily Young. One of the listeners of English with Grace. I mean, you never know. You never know. Okay. Anyway, we derailed a little bit, uh, which means we went off topic, but we're going to come back. The last question I really enjoy, and all of this I've been meaning to talk about, like the cultural aspect of family and in some cultures, like family is, you, you don't break those ties and your family could do no wrong, stuff like that. So how do you think family life uh, is changing in the U.S.? And do you think that change is a good or a bad thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think everything I've said is very um, individualistic, (laughs) very uh, American Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like, because our family unit, you know, if we're talking about the dominant American, white American culture, that family unit has been disintegrating for years. It doesn't, it's not the nuclear, you know, mom, dad, kids that it was, I don't even know. In the 50s? In the 50s, yeah. Um, and, and when I say disintegrating, I mean like, 
not only in in who can be a parent, all of that stuff is changing, right? But like in that, yeah, that nuclear family of the, I don't know, Grace, mm-hmm. what, what am I trying to say? Like the typical family unit, but I guess that's from a cultural standpoint too. Yeah, it is. But you already mentioned that, that you're speaking from your nuclear family unit, which is a white middle-class family in Minnesota. And that's, this is another thing, this, we're going to go off topic, but American means so many different things because we're such diverse, which is one of my favorite things about the U.S. It's diverse. Mm -hmm. And what means family to you doesn't mean to another family. (laughs) um, So I asked you that question just to see how you took it. Uh, Yeah, no, I think from what, what I was raised to believe uh, like a family is, is not what a family is necessarily considered now but I was also raised to believe in that like mom dad kids all together thing Mm -hmm. but my family isn't is very far from that and Mm -hmm. so it's like I have this kind of idealized picture of what a family should be Mm -hmm. and that's not what my family is and so I think that is why I'm so uh, passionate about kind of creating my own family in terms yeah. of friends and and my blood relatives and bringing them all together and all of that being very close and tight knit because that wasn't the case in my childhood and in my immediate family. Right. So, um. Yeah. I mean, it's changing a ton. I don't. I think now, I, I don't know what the divorce rates are now in the U.S., but I'm, I know they're very high. Mm-hmm. And um, that family of the 1950s is, is no more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, from based on what you're saying, family is what you want it to be. It's what you make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I mean, you're definitely part of my family which I think is so, that's why choosing, you don't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. And it's so beautiful. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, uh, Grace is going <laughs> to hang out with my parents and I'm not even going to be there. So like, she's definitely a part of my family. I cannot wait to see Bethany and Sean. <laughs> <laughs> my parents have many children yes. <laughs> beyond their biological children because um, they love my friends and I love that. Yep. Very inclusive group. Good yeah, people. Yeah. Which I don't think is the norm in a lot of American dominant yeah. white American families. I okay, don't think <laughs> Gotta make sure we state that. Yes. Uh yeah. because for example, in my family, my family is very poor. Emily knows this. Um, we're kind of exclusive and we don't let outsiders in. And it's not a positive thing. But it's not the only family that's like that. It's either. not right. But we have a very big family. I think that also is part of it. I have so many cousins and my mom has five siblings. My dad has two specifically on my mom's side. We're all very, very close. Like my cousins feel like my sisters. Everybody knows everybody's <laughs> drama and successes and failures. So I think that also plays into that family dynamic. But for sure. Well, and it, it ties right into what I was saying before about like my immediate family isn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not close with my immediate or extended family, mm-hmm. certain aspects of certain facets of the family. Yes. But like, we're not close knit like that. And so hence the need to build that 
myself or the desire to build that yeah for myself so because I know what your quote is I'm going to jump right into that because it really ties it all together so Mm -hmm. last part of the podcast is usually a quote um an idiom or an expression related to what we discussed today can you share the quote you chose for this topic yes the quote is blood is thicker than water which is typically used to argue for the need to keep your family your blood closer than water your friends or people who are not your family um but I disagree with that quote. I think that water can be just as thick as blood. <laughs> okay, scientifically. scientifically just as good as family. <laughs> so, we're going to go against no, science. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go against science here uh, and say that water can indeed be thick. I'm starting my own box. <laughs> it's called Water is Just as Thick as Blood. <laughs> Listen in. Can I please come on the podcast? (laughs) Actually, that would be so fun for you to start a podcast where you just talk about friendship. I mean, I feel that that's been done, but (laughs) I can definitely. It has not been done by Emily Young. No, that's true. There are plenty of, you know how many podcasts there are for people learning English? (laughs) (laughs) If I was going to just do one that nobody's done before, I would never have started a podcast. Good point. Anyway, blood is thicker than water is a great expression. Um, and that's usually used. Have you ever used that expression in real life, like in a situation that you can think of? No, I've heard it said to me before. Mm-hmm. And I usually roll my eyes. But yeah. <laughs> um, I've not, I think I've not used it, no. Yeah. Um, I think as well, yeah, it's usually used, like if, I think it's used kind of as an excuse, like so, if someone in your family does something, exactly incorrect or wrong that's you or whatever and you don't want to talk to them anymore someone's like well blood is thicker than water like those family members are going to be there for you always no matter what Mm -hmm. and friends aren't you know you can't rely on other people like that yeah and I think that can is very that's very subjective yeah uh no I definitely agree I'm glad you brought that one up and I will put that in the description so people can see it. You also said a couple other things that I need to add in the description that I think people might not have known. Yeah. Jimmy, who I Jimmy don't... Fallon is, for example. Did yeah. you say Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? I said Fa- I'm a Fallon girl. Oh, okay. Good to mm-hmm. know. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's my favorite Jimmy. But um, yeah, there's a lot that I, I've been told that I don't speak very um I'm not very English learner friendly in the words Jan. Jan, if you're listening, Jan was on the show previously. He did cultural differences. Yeah. And actually, I don't think Jan said it. I think you did, because I was using a lot of like well, idioms right. and like slang. Yes. And then explain it. You were then explaining and translating it to Jan. He was yeah. thoroughly enjoying it, but he probably had no idea what I was saying. Oh yeah, get swole. That was his expression he used in his episode. Was it? Oh my god, Jan. If you're out there, shout out, my friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll invite Emily back and I'll have her just speak unhindered. Is that a word? Uh in <laughs> all of her idioms and expressions yes Mm -hmm. and i'll translate that one will be x-rated because i will also (laughs) be swearing in that (laughs) perfect i'll put a warning alex can bleep you 
<laughs> but then they won't get to know which swear words to use and when appropriate. Honestly, you can use them all at any time you want. <laughs> okay, you're right. All right. And with that, uh, that's a wrap. wrap. <laughs> Thank you so much for finally doing this with me. And I'm sure that people are going to want you back. We'll do the, the idioms podcast another day. Sounds great. Thanks, everybody. All right. You're the best. I love you. Learn on. <laughs> Bye. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the English with Grace podcast. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you did like this episode, please go ahead and like and subscribe and keep an eye out for more episodes coming soon. Thank you.